who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Some of you may think a podcast about representation, it's not for me. But if you're a human being, then the podcast Reppin is for you because we all represent something as people. So are you interested in knowing what you have in common with your favorite actors to best-selling authors and leaders in different genres? On Reppin, you'll meet notable people you think you know, You'll see what they show up for, and you'll see what they represent. It's an insightful, feel-good show, hosted by me, Evelyn. So come and take a listen. Reppin is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from the armies of Acheron to the Astral Angels, and today we're talking about the Artificer. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How you been? It's good, man. It's been good. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm good. just going to warn our viewers and listeners today that I am still sick. I've been sick for the last three weeks, and all three of the next episodes coming at you were researched in a NyQuil-induced delirium. <laughs> so I'm going to do the best I can. You should have never told anybody, man, and they wouldn't have known. They wouldn't have been I listening just, for it. I just want to be up front. Okay. But let's get into it. I'm excited. We have a we have a class breakdown, and we haven't had one of these in a long time. Yeah, we ran out. We ran of. out of class. We did all the classes. Yeah. But now there's a new class. Yes. And uh, it's called the Artificer. So this is a new full class from the new Eberron source book. Uh, I believe it's called Eberron, the, what is it, the Last War? Rising, Rising from, the, from the, last the Last War. That's it, yeah. And um, this is a class that's very much tied to the Eberron campaign setting, but it has its origins previous to the steampunk pulp setting. Uh, it was introduced in second edition as a wizard specialist uh, with the school within the school of thaumaturgy. So it was almost like its own school of magic for a little bit there. Um, and essentially, the idea was that they channeled all of their magic through uh, mundane items. Okay. Um, third edition was the Artificer's introduction as a full class, though, alongside uh, the Eberron campaign setting. Um, and has since retained this identity. Okay, nice. Yeah. So the Thank Artif you, Eberron. Thank you, Eberron, yeah. Um, the Artificer is a unique class that treats arcane knowledge like a science. Uh, charts, algorithms, equations, inventions, and chemical concoctions are all part of the Artificer's wheelhouse. Um, artificery itself is probably the most defining uh, trait in Eberron. So it's like the thing, the major thing that sets the Eberron uh, setting apart from the others. So it's responsible for the creation of the Warforge, which we've talked about in the Warforged episode, advanced artillery, like guns and cannons and other magical like artillery, uh, powered trains and vehicles, and countless other technological wonders that make Eberron such a unique and popular setting. That's great. Uh, if you, There are so many people that are looking for like gun inclusion. Right. This uh, is where like, you should look. <laughs> yeah. And before you had to like Matt Mercer it out. I yeah, think. and I think there was a Unearthed Arcana as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are they based? Is Did Matt Mercer base his off of that? I don't know. I guess I'm asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not the girl. Jake? I know. He, he would know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that. 
I, I know that's where you went for gun class. Is like yeah, what his gunslinger, which mm-hmm. was a lift, I think, from Pathfinder, which was what they used to play. Nice. So artificers are masters of infusing mundane objects with magic and then using set items. Uh, they see magic as a complex system waiting to be decoded and controlled. They use tools and arcane knowledge to craft items of magic power. Their knowledge of alchemical properties and magical compounds gives them the ability to create elixirs, poisons, explosives, elemental potions. And uh, more knowledge of runes and sigils gives the artificer the ability to carve items um, like armor and weapons and give them magical properties. All in all, artificers are pretty awesome. I love this um, this like chemist outlook, like the yeah. scientific outlook on magic. It's yeah, like, it's really cool. Like all magicians... <laughs> Like a lot of spellcasting is using your spellcasting as a tool or a weapon. Right. But this is this is breaking it down into like what if like the real world had this extra element to it, which would be like the magical weave right. of Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Like what would we do with it? How can I apply this to the real world to give myself an advantage and give right. mankind or whatever? What do you say instead of like mankind when you're talking um, about like the world or material plane? Um, <laughs> do you just say that? The material plane? Is that my answer? I guess society. Give s- society, society as a whole an a- like an answer, like <laughs> a know, leg up. I know what you mean. Humanoid kind. Humanoid kind. <laughs> Tortles, you're barely passing, man. <laughs> So uh, diving into the 5e artificer, the first thing that really sticks out is the fact that it's a half caster with a lot of its more artificery abilities tied to class features. Um, I think this is the perfect way to fully encapsulate the artificer, and I think it's how the warlock could have been approached in an alternate reality. Okay, Because sure. I, li- I like the warlock. I'm not trying to talk smack on the warlock, but I do think warlocks really feel that I only got two spell slots. I, well, yeah. Hurts, I hurts. mean, as a warlock, I've kind of come to accept the fact that like I'm like a magical fighter. Like, Kinda, yeah. I swing my sword. I yeah, you, I blast you, my eldritch. You, exactly, you blast your eldritch. <laughs> yeah, so and true. and you know what? If you're if you're a lot of the warlocks spell, like uh, tool set is really great outside of combat. Mm-hmm. You can just like let time go between spells, and then there's invocations to help you cast That's like. True. Without spending spells. A lot of utility there. Yeah. Uh, none I, of it, I which agree. I use. None of which you, yeah, you never use it. <laughs> um, the second thing that sticks out to me is that this is a very chonky class, dude. This is hefty. And there's a ton of wordy, complicated features. So rather than write out every feature in shorthand like I usually do, I feel this class requires some verbatim reading. So uh, we're going to get started. Any questions before we uh, dive into this? I got like seven printouts here of just artificery. That's insa- that's insane. <laughs> that's a great amount. Um, yeah, it is. I'm, it's a lot. I, I'm getting used to us reading verbatim out of the out of the book. I think it's. I try to I try to stay away from doing it too much unless necessary because yeah. it's like you know it, it takes. I, a I write my bit. own research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get but I get what you're meaning. This is one of those things where it's like, nah, we gotta we gotta go to the source. I think it's great to <laughs> kind of hit these points. This is. Sounds like a very unique class. Definitely. So definitely. I, I'm ready to take this dive with you. Okay, so let's get into it. So just going over some of like the the staple class features that you know all classes get. Hit die is going to be a D8, which is pretty standard for most casters that aren't full casters. Mm-hmm. Honestly, for anyone who's not a sorcerer or wizard, like you're getting a D8 or higher. Yeah, you yeah, really are. Yeah, what what other half casters do we have? Uh, we got the Paladin, which is a D10, actually. Ranger's a D10. Um, Ranger's a half. It's a half I caster, I thought it was a quarter yeah. for some reason. Okay. Uh, no, Ranger's half caster. Paladin's half caster. Um, Druids are full. Wizard's full. Sorcerer's full. Cleric's full. Bard. Bard is full. full. Um, Warlock is a special case. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we don't really got a lot of half casters, uh, but say hello to, to the new one. Nice. Um Light armor, medium armor proficiencies. You can use shields. Um, you got a lot of tool proficiencies. We got thieves tools, tinker tools, one type of artisan tools of your choice. You will be using all three in your spell casting. Oh, we'll cool. Get into in a bit. Saving throws are constitution and intelligence. Um, I think those are both very fitting. This is an intelligence based class, which is another thing that's pretty exciting about it. We haven't had one since the wizard. Yeah. We probably won't have another one until we get maybe a, a full uh, Sionic class, maybe. Right. Um, and then con, con is never bad. Con is never bad. And um, I, I think Artificers having this makes sense. They're dealing with uh, chemicals and explosions, and they're probably having to deal with backfiring a lot. Yeah, so burns. They're pretty hardy at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just covered in raw scar tissue. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, skills that they get to choose from are Kana, History, Investigation, Medicine, Nature, Perception, Sleight of Hand. All very, very fitting. Um, you get to pick two. I almost feel like the artificer should get to pick three because a lot of uh, classes that are noted to be very skillful, like the ranger or rogue, they usually get to pick three or four. Okay. Um, but truth be told, artificers are already getting so much. Like, I can see why. Yeah, just pick two. And then lastly, artificers get a really cool optional 
uh, proficiency called firearm proficiency. The secrets of creating and operating gunpowder weapons have been discovered in various corners of the D&D multiverse. If your dungeon master uses the rules on the firearms in chapter nine of the dungeon master's guide and your artificer has been exposed to the operation of such weapons, you are proficient with them. Wow. So that's pretty I think cool. Most people are gonna be like, yeah, I can use a gun. Yeah. I have a what? fucking a, gun. I invented it. That's why. Come stop me. <laughs> I'll shoot you. Indeed. <laughs> So level one, uh, God, every level you're getting stuff, but like level one's pretty stacked. So the first thing you're getting is a feature called magical tinkering. At first level, you learn how to invest a spark of magic into mundane objects. To use this ability, you must have tinker's tools or other artisan tools in hand. Like I said, you're going to be using these tools a lot. Uh, you then touch a tiny non-magical object as an action and give it one of the following magical properties. Um, the object sheds bright light in a five-foot radius. Uh, whenever trapped by a creature, the object emits a recorded message that can be heard up to 10 feet away. Yeah. Uh, you utter the message when you bestow this property on the object, and the recording can be no more than six seconds long. Uh, the object continuously emits your choice of an odor or nonverbal sound, like wind, waves, chirping, etc. Cool. Um, an odor? That is so or cool. Or a smell, yeah. Netflix, uh, where you at? <laughs> and then lastly, the, your last option is a static visual effect appears on one of the object's surfaces. This effect can be a picture, up to 25 words of text, lines and shapes, or a mixture of these elements as you like. So this is like its own little prestidigitation on an object kind of thing. This is a... I had to homebrew this. Did you? Yeah, in oh, my first FBATS episode, they find a... They, they're supposed to find a recording, like a tape recording. Oh, okay. So I'm like, yeah. what do I do? Yeah, and I just like yeah. invented rocks that do this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Because an artificer could do that. But I never thought to like take the extra step to make a, a smell come out. That's so cool. That's right, so unique right. and cool. I yeah. love the flavor. It love is, it. Love it. Love it is it, love really it. fun. It's like uh, the best <clears throat> class to die because they can leave one of these rocks behind as like their their last will and testament. Indeed. So that's a cool little uh, level one feature. The next one you're going to get a spell casting, which is mostly it's just normal. It's just, it works the same way a wizard does with this one exception. Uh, this is more of a flavor thing, but I think it's important. Um, let me see. You've studied the workings of magic and how to channel it through objects. Uh, you cast spells. To observers, you don't appear to be casting spells in a conventional way. You look as if you're producing wonders using mundane items or outlandish inventions. So this is this is comes into flavor. So like you have access to these spells, but you have to remember that in in world you're not casting them like a wizard. Like your firebolt is probably like a special device that you pull out that does oh, fireball. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I was gonna ask stuff this, like, like that. Yeah. Would I be like very quickly building something? I that, mean, like, I think you could flavor that in certain circumstances. That like, would be hold on. That yeah. is a very cool character yeah. where they develop like these instruments that can be assembled like yeah. uh, like uh like they're a human three D printer and yeah. they have like clay or they have like little wood implements that they just very quickly assemble to make yes. a rune or something. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yes. You could do all that. And I think... It, Hold on, I gotta put my flamethrower <laughs> attachment on my gun. <laughs> the Fireball! Game, the game really encourages you to do that because, like, again, these are inventors. These are scientists. You know, they're engineers, if you will. That's sweet. Um, and it gets into the, the tools required for your artificer spells. I soaked um, my hands in ho- potion of haste. <laughs> you have to specifically use either thieves' tools or artisan tools. You have to have them on hand to cast your spells. That's cool. Okay. Um... The only other thing special about the spellcasting is that, unlike most other half-casters, artificers get cantrips, uh, which is obviously, it makes sense, because they're a little bit more arcane than the yeah, other half-casters. this person not being able to cast prestidigitation feels like a like a steal. It feels wrong, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like everybody gets and to do that. And then the other special thing is, unlike other half-casters, they do get first uh, spells at level one. Most other half-casters don't get spells to level, level two. two. But yeah. again, like, this is a magical scientist. It just makes sense. Um, so we're going to skip through, like, spellcasting ability. So uh, they bu- get really re- buff level one here. Really buff level one. Yeah, this is, like, I'm not sure what multi-classing, what this looks like yet, because it's too new. But, um... I could see it definitely being uh, tempting. Yeah. Um, it, it gives the spell list here. Uh, they get access to ritual casting, which is cool. Um, other than, other than that, let's move on. I don't know if you have any questions about the spell casting. Um, I this seems. What about like uh, my mind is racing because you said the word multi class. So um, mm-hmm. I'm like half caster or, or uh, artificer rogue mm-hmm. would be pretty legit. I think. Yeah, maybe I could I could see it uh, working out. So all that was just level one. (laughs) Pretty bonkers. Going to level two here. uh, Infuse items. So at second level, you gain the ability to imbue mundane items with certain magical infusions. Uh, The magic items you create 
with this feature are effectively prototypes of permanent items. So oh, wow. they're kind of like they're like sub magic items. They're like minor magic items compared to what you would pull out of a DMG. But eventually you're going to work on them and they're going to become regular magic items? I would say probably definitely. If you know like I built this thing, mm-hmm. like you yeah, you prototyped it. You know you have the knowledge to make yeah, it. Why absolutely. not improve upon it until it can become a permanent thing? So, my understanding of infusions is they're really similar to uh what's the warlock feature that they get uh not incantations. Is it incantations? Um um I I took Tome Law. I'm not Tome Packs of the Tome, I don't know. Um, no, it, all warlocks get it. It's like those special abilities that can act like spells if, sometimes. Oh, the invocations. Invocations, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. infusions act a lot like invocations. Nice. You get more and more as you level up. As a matter of fact, let me I take see. a look here. Okay. By the time you get to level 20, you have 12 different infusions. Sweet. Yeah, and in this case, they happen to be items that you've created or infused with stuff. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It makes total so, sense. So we'll go over the infusions probably at the end because they're at the back end of this, but just to kind of go over some of the details of the rules of infusions. When you gain this feature, pick four Artificer infusions to learn. Choose from the Artificer infusion section at the end of the class description. You learn the additional infusions of your choice when you reach certain levels. Um, whenever you finish a long rest, you can touch a non-magical object and view it with one of your Artificer artificer infusions turning it into a magic item an infusion works on only certain kinds of objects as specified in the infusions description if the item requires attunement you can attune it uh, yourself you can attune yourself to it in the instant that you infuse the item Um, if you decide to attune the item later you must do so using the normal process Um, your infusion remains in the item indefinitely but when you die the infusion vanishes after a number of days have passed equal to your intelligence mod oh that's interesting you get the gist of it like your your homeboy is like mm. using your gun or whatever that mm-hmm. you've enchanted, yeah, and, and then it After just like days. breaks. Like, yeah, like oh, oh shit! I wish that guy was smarter. I forgot he died. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot he died. <laughs> so we'll go again. We'll go into infusions more later, but you get infusions at level two, and you get more and more as you level. Nice. Um, after at level three, you're going to pick your artifacts of specialist, which we'll go over. Right before infusions, but not right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, at level three, you're going to get a feature called the right tool for the job. At third level, you learn how to produce exactly the tool you need. With Tinker's tools in hand, you can magically create one set of artisan tools in an unoccupied space within five feet of you. This creation requires one hour of uninterrupted work, which can coincide with a short rest or long rest. Um, through the product of magic, the tools are non magic Oh, though a product of magic, the tools are non-magical, and they vanish when you use this feature again. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, that I could see that being useful. I'm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's There was this really cool Powered by the Apocalypse um, Friends at the Table did yeah. where they were like a thieves guild mm-hmm. that was – one of their first missions was to do like a train heist. Yeah. And one of the characters was like a kobold uh, artificer. Oh, that's cool. And they had like a flashback feature that he could use where he could do something like I can just go back in time. I can have a flashback mid game to, Mm -hmm. oh, I created this item that I was going to need for this specific situation. He used the feature Mm -hmm. and got like a like a basically like a cloud bomb. Right. Like, I don't know. This is is somewhat similar. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. So next uh, it goes over ability score improvements. You get them at level four, eight, 12, 16 and 19. That's standard for all classes that aren't like the fighter, Mm -hmm. which get way more. Why way more? I mean, like two more, but still, that's a lot more. <laughs> that's way more. Um, at level six, you get tool expertise. Starting at sixth level, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses your proficiency with a tool, which is a lot of fucking tools because you're an artificer. Right. You're so, a tools guy. Yeah, you're a bit of a skill monkey. Maybe not quite as much of a skill monkey as a rogue, but pretty close. At level seven, you get a feature called Flash of Genius. Starting at seventh level, you gain the ability to come up with solutions under pressure. Uh, see, a lo- I like a lot of these are like working on the fly. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, when you are another creature, you can see within 30 feet of you makes an ability check or saving throw. You can use your reaction to add your intelligence modifier to the roll. That's pretty hefty. Uh, you can use this feature a number of times equal to your intelligence modder- modifier, which will probably be three, excuse me, three or four. Um, you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. Interesting. Uh, to your point of like thinking on the fly, mm-hmm. it, it makes perfect sense because you're supposed to be an adventurer, right? You're mm-hmm. you're always going to be in the action as a pl- <laughs> as a player. Like for an NPC, yeah. I can lock them in a dungeon, mm-hmm. and I don't, a lot of these things aren't going to really come into play too much. No, no, so, not at all. so that makes playing it in the open world a lot of fun. I feel like yeah, be able sure. to just do stuff instead of like, oh, I had to prep all night or whatever the alternative would be. It's mm-hmm. not going to be as interesting as like I did it right there. Right. Right. So the next feature 
is the beginning of the Artificer's true mastery of magic items, and this is called Magic Item Adept. When you reach 10th level, you achieve a profound understanding of how to use and make magic items. Mm -hmm. You can tune to up to four magic items at once, which is one more than normal people. I believe uh, everyone else can only do three. Cool. Okay. Which is very powerful. Uh, you, uh, If you craft a magic item with a rarity of common or uncommon, it takes you a quarter of the normal time, and it costs you half as much of the usual gold. So you're just getting better at making this stuff. Um that's that's level 10. At level 11, you get spell storing item, which at 11th level, you learn how to store a spell in an object. Whenever you finish a long rest, you can touch one simple or martial weapon or one item that you can use as a spell casting focus, and you store a spell in it, choosing a first or second level spell. I love this. From your artificer, artificer spell list. And this requires, oh, the spell has to require one action to cast, although you needn't have prepared it beforehand. Uh, while holding the object, a creature can take an action to produce the spell's effect from it using your spellcasting ability modifier. So you can, like, put fireball in your, or probably not fireball, but you can put, like, a, oh. a fire spell in your uh, fighter sword if you want. Fireball is universally accept <laughs> yeah, but it's not accepted a level, across it's, social media as it's the not best a wizard level, spell. Yeah, but it's not a level one or two spell. No. That's more, I think it's a level three spell. You can have a fire bolt. Yeah, see, something like that. And, yeah, uh, was, uh, you know, the fighter can surprise whoever he's fighting by fire shooting out of a sword, which I is mean, fun. I uh, mean, uh, Burning Hands is a good one for this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Just <laughs> fire code, go. Um, the spell stays in the object until it's been used a number of times equal to twice your intelligence modifier. Wow. Your own That's a lot of free modifier? spells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just free magic. I love free real estate. I mean, magic. I, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So at level 14, you get magic item savant. So you can attune up to five magic items now. And you ignore all class, race, spell, and level requirements on attuning or using a magic item. You can use all magic items. It doesn't fucking matter who they're supposed to be used by. That's fucking cool. So, which is really, really cool. You could be a chaotic evil and just <laughs> kind of leave them about. Indeed, it's like, true. Like hexes and curse spells. Absolutely. Oh, neat. At level 18, you gain magic item master. Starting at 18th level, you can now attune up to six magic items. You have twice as many magic items attuned to you um, as the normal person can. Now, this is important because the magic items that you can attune are very powerful usually. That's why they, there's a limit to how many well, yeah. you can attune. Yeah, that's you're what basically I mean. are two characters in one. I just pictured like basically this Iron Man looking individual with just like magic exactly. armor, magic gloves, magic goggles, magic helmet. Just like, yeah, that'd be really cool. That's the way Carter's starting to look. That That's great. Like I was going to say my boots of jumping, my, my right. Exactly. My fucking knee pads of never get my knee skin. Yeah, you're just decked from head to toe in magic <laughs> items and no one can tell you no. No one can tell me no <laughs> until I have seven. So the last feature you get is a level 20. It's called Soul of Artifice. Ooh. At level, it's uh, kind of on the nose. At 20th level, you develop a mystical connection to your magic items, which now you have at least six, and they're super dope, which you can draw on for protection. And they get extra attuned, <laughs> even more attunement. It's, it is very true. You gain a plus one bonus to all saving throws per magic item you currently are attuned to, which is what? six. So that's that a, plus, silly. a plus six to all saving throws. But doesn't your dungeon master have a lot of control over how many Sure, but if you're not giving your artificer who could attune six magic items, six magic items, what are you doing? Well, you're going to... You know, they're going to be carrots that you string them along with, I guess. Well, yeah, but eventually. At level 20, they better be there. If you get a plus 40 your saves, like, plus that's is still a plus really good. Six. This is a plus 6 to their saves. At the, at the oh, top oh, end. Oh, I see what Even you're Even if you have yeah. 4, it's like, Either any way. amount is very good. <laughs> I say, I say give it to them. Give them the 6. <laughs> and lastly, if you were reduced to 0 hit points but not killed outright, you can use your reaction to end one of your artificer infusions, causing you to drop to 1 hit point instead of 0, which at... Level 20, let's just take a real quick look here. You have, oh, 12 infusions. So now, that's 12 times you don't drop. So when you say end the infusion, though, like what is the actual penalty of, of that? Do I get it back later? Or like is that just for right now? Yeah, or? you could theoretically get it back But you'd later. have to do it You're again. You're ending whatever. So at level 20, you can have up to 12 ongoing infusions going at any time. Uh-huh. Usually you're decking out not yourself, but other people with your infusions. Oh, so, you're buffing a party. Yeah. Like okay. The, your fighter shield might have an infusion that gives it something. I don't know. I haven't looked at infusions <laughs> yet. But like you, you almost die. Suddenly his shield powers down. He's yes. like, oh, shit. Oh, man. This buckler shield just Indeed. explodes. Like, oh, oh shit. shit. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's take a short rest. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode. We're not talking about that last thing. We're talking about people we love and it's people who can hear the sound of my voice or if you listen to or if you watch YouTube on mute and you can see my face, I guess that counts. Um, but I want to say personally that I love you. Uh, Will also wants to tell you something. I also love you. <laughs> we love you. Um, thank you for listening to the show so much. It, it really means a lot. It means a lot that you're listening. It means a lot when you tell somebody about the show. And it means a lot when you um, subscribe to us on Patreon, patron, pledge to us on Patreon. What, I don't know what the, what you call it. Um, I think it's a pledge. People who come onto Patreon and um, donate money to the show, um, <laughs> you get some sweet bonus content that comes along with that. Um, and one of the things you get is when you become a patron, we shout you out on the show. So let me tell you about some people that have recently become pledges and, um, they're fucking awesome. They're so awesome. Uh, th yeah. thank you, Sebastian will. Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, thank you. Super gerbil. Thank you. Super gerbil. Those may have been overlaps, but I'd rather overlap than yeah, miss somebody. Indeed. If we miss your shout out, please hit us up anywhere. Let us know. Instagram, Twitter, discord. We're all, we'll see all the it. places. Um, thank you. Last Borley. Thank you, Les Borley. Might be Lasse. There's an E. Mm. L-A-S-S-E. Uh, thank you for Chris. Thank you for God. Christopher Michael Severo. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you. Stratus127. Thank you. Thank you, Stratus127. Thank you, Michael Flott. Thanks, Michael. And thank you, Rachel Chastain. Thank you, Rachel. 
Um, yeah, make sure you guys are checking out the bonus content, like um, our Halloween special, um, Flashbang and the Surgeon, an ongoing superhero comedy game. I know it feels like I'm just tooting my own horn, but man, I love that Halloween special so much. It's very good. I go back and listen to it and laugh so hard at you guys. You guys are so funny. And there's a lot of love for Ranger Danger. <laughs> oh, Ranger Danger is great, too. <laughs> Will does a really cool broken move in Ranger Danger. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I um, do. No spoilers. Uh, there's a lot of people that are part of Patreon that are like, where's Ranger Danger? And it, we posted it so long ago that yeah, like it's hard to find because. But there's pinned posts that one of our mods on Discord let us know. And thank uh, you for all our mods on Discord. It's been a while since I've said. Thank you to all of you guys. Yeah. You guys are wonderful people. Oh my gosh, you guys are so <laughs> great. Um, with the amount of people join the Discord, with the amount of people in there, it's uh, it would be impossible for Will and I to manage yeah. on it. No, but seriously, own. listen to us in this. Join the Discord because it's really fucking cool. There's I a, love the Discord. And if you are a fan of the show, you're missing out if you're not part of the Discord. And if you're on Patreon, please get into the Discord because our mods are really awesome. They're so awesome that they're running like extra exclusive like Discord Patreon stuff for us. Like yeah. The, there's a secret Santa There's a secret Santa going on. I was like, you we, guys are amazing. We They run a book club, which oh, I yeah, participated in. It was yeah. very good. Indeed. I wish I had more time for books. Me. I'm going to try to make time for books. I did recently buy a book, but it's not fantasy. It's a philosophy book. Well, we're not going to talk about that. It's fa- it's mostly fantasy might. based. I might work it in. You might work it in. <laughs> you can put it up. They have an Excel spreadsheet. I've rolled uh-huh. the D100 to like select a book off of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think they take turns doing it. I'm pretty sure. I probably won't work It's it been in. a little while since I checked. <laughs> but like, the, if you are on Patreon, go into our Discord. There's links everywhere. Find one. Find one somewhere. Find a link. <laughs> um, and get your invite and go in there and make sure that you talk to one of the mods. Get your Patreon stuff. Um, we have a lot of cool things, a lot of new cool things that we are doing for Patreon. Um, they're not all, we've talked about a, f- a few of them, but me and Will are, are chipping away at activating a lot of this stuff, True. but we've got some cool little niche things coming up that we'll announce. I'm sure next episode that we'll talk about. Um, I don't have anything else except for like super quest saga. Please go watch us play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. But in space, in space, it's so fucking cool. It is cool. Don't uh, and if you are a fan of Super Quest Saga already, um, it would really help if you guys told some uh, somebody that might like the show about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, also a reminder to the same people that are already fans: do not miss the next upcoming few episodes. Yeah, shit's about to get wild. We premiere <laughs> we premiere something. We premiere it on YouTube. Uh-huh. Um, it's like seven o'clock um, West Coast time. Yes, in yes. the U.S. Pacific standard. Yeah, um, premieres like a feature on YouTube um, where you can play it. Not, it's not live. Live-ish. It's pre-recorded. It's like TV, right? Like, yeah, it's like TV. You play it for the... Scheduled. It plays for the first time and there's a live chat. There's so much... There's always a member of the show in the chat. It's a lot yeah, of fun to participate yeah. in. Sorry I turned this into such a long short rest, but there's a <laughs> lot of cool things I wanted to... A lot of cool about. new things that we're working on. Um, and thanks to everybody on Patreon one more time for helping us get cameras. It's... A game changer. Indeed. Um, that's it. That's all I got. You got anything else, Will? No, let's get back to the show. Love you guys. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> We've returned. We've returned. Indeed we have. This is a, this is such a cool class so far. It is. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really different from other classes. I'm enjoying it. Um, so let's get into the Artificer Specializations? Specialists? Uh, it's a subclass for Artificers. Oh, yeah. okay. So what? At like level three? At level three, you get you get to pick a subclass, and there's three really cool ones. You have the alchemist, you have the artillerist, and you have the battlesmith. Edward Elric. What? Edward Elric. Oh this yes, kind of- yes, very much so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much so. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Starting with the the alchemist. So, an alchemist is an expert at combining reagents to produce mystical effects. Alchemists use their creations to. Uh, give life and to leech it away. Alchemy is the oldest of artificer traditions and its versatility has long been valued during times of war and peace. All I heard was plant type Pokemon. I guess so. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. So at level three, if you go this route, you get a new tool proficiency. When you adopt this specialization at third level, you gain proficiency with alchemist supplies. If you already have this proficiency, you gain a proficiency in another type of artisan tools of your choice. Doesn't it feel weird to get your proficiency Uh, in something like that? Later, like as you become an adventurer and fight monsters, you're like, yeah, all of a sudden I can just like do this. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, Which is why they give the option. If you already have this, pick something else. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. So that's that makes it all better to me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can choose um, for my backstory whether Mm -hmm. or not I became proficient in early life before or or later or later. Exactly. That's really cool. Never mind. Um, Sorry, everybody. 
Another feature you get at level three are is called alchemist spells. So uh, you see this with a lot of half caster um, classes where whatever subclass they pick, they get a host of spells that really like flavor it up. And it's the same thing for the artificer. So you basically get access to spells that you don't have to prepare. Um, Always that you can cast that kind of fit into your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. For so for the alchemist, you get healing word, ray of sickness, flaming sphere, melf's acid arrow, gaseous form, mass healing word, blight, death ward, cloud kill, and raise dead. And you got to remember, these are all reflavored to be like potions and shit. Yeah, because yeah. your raise dead is gonna be like like yeah. I pour a drink, an elixir onto, of life. I pour one out for my homies yeah. <laughs> onto yeah, this grave. <laughs> Yes, I love it. That would be amazing. That would, wouldn't it be so cool in a fight? You're in a cemetery and it's like pouring out for the homies, like before the fight, yeah. and like one just gets up. Yeah, and it's yeah. like homie. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. That's a that's a, a classic D and D name, by the way, homie. Indeed, indeed, mm-hmm. it is. All right. So uh, another feature you're gonna get at level three is called experimental elixir. Beginning at third level, whenever you finish long rest, you can magically produce an experimental elixir in an empty flask that you touch. Roll on the experimental elixir table for the elixir's effect, when which is triggered when someone drinks the elixir. Uh-oh. Um, duh. As an action, a creature can drink the elixir or administer it to an incapacitated creature. Uh, creating the experimental elixir requires you to have alchemist supplies, yada, yada. Uh, when you reach certain levels in this class, you can make more elixirs. Oh, okay. So you can make more. Basically, it's a D6 that you roll. And it could be a healing elixir, swiftness, resilience, boldness, flight, or transformation. So it's always good. It seems to be always good. Let me see. Transformation seems, seems questionable. The drinker's body is transformed as if by the altar self spell. The drinker, the drinker determines the transformation. So, so yeah, always it's always good. good. That's always good. That's so weird. It's like I have all these ingredients that don't have any adverse effects when I randomly mix them I together. I know, right? <laughs> I was thinking it was going to be like the dubious food from Breath of the Wild. Right, right. Like you're going to like, oh, well, it kind of is because don't you get like a heart from that anyway? Sometimes. But, but it just looks fucking gross. Yeah. Well, no, I think with dubious food, it can have a uh, bad effect. No, I'm I a, don't know. I admit I, it's been a long time since I played Breath of the Wild. It's not Dungeons and Dragons. I just like that the idea. Isn't. I grab this flask and hand it to my. I hand it to Homie, who I've raised from the dead. It, and indeed, <laughs> and he transforms before your eyes. I don't know. Just drink it. It'll so, be fine. Those are your three features that you get at level three immediately when you become an alchemist. Uh, at level five, you get another alchemist feature called Alchemical Savant. So at fifth level, you develop masterful command of magical chemicals, enhancing the healing and damage you create through them. Whenever you cast a spell using your alchemist supplies, which is probably going to be most of your spells, um, as a spellcasting focus, you gain a bonus to one roll of the spell. That roll can restore hit points. or be- So you basically get uh, an extra roll on your damage or your healing of the spells that you cast. That's okay. long story short on that. Pretty cool. Yeah. So at level nine, you get restorative reagents. At... Ninth level, you can incorporate restorative reagents into some of your works. Whenever a creature drinks an experimental elixir you created, the creature gains temporary hit points equal to 2d6 plus your intelligence modifier. So this is really supportive subclass. This is like not quite a cleric, but kind of cleric-ish in a way. It's It feels more bardy. Like almost, almost more bardy. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, uh, you can cast lesser restoration without expending a spell slot and without preparing the spell, provided you use alchemist supplies as spell casting focus, which of course you're going to do because you're an alchemist. Uh, you can do so a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier. So you get, is lesser restoration, is that healing? I think that's just outright healing, isn't it? No. No? I thought that was like removing curses and stuff. Oh, I think you're right. Hold on a second. Either way, you can you cast that for essentially free a number of times equal to your intelligence mod, which should be either three or four if you're, you know, getting your, your stat spread right. Totally. The last feature you get as an alchemist is chemical mastery. It's at level 15. Hold up. Oh, you're, the, you're less, I have my version. phone now. Nice. Thank I you, know. Patreon people. Thank you for the cameras. You Patreon. let me look stuff up on the fly. Lesser, <laughs> lesser restoration, second level abjuration. That was hard to say. Uh, you touch a creature. And can either end a poison? disease, a yeah, condition. There it is. So they can't. Like, you can get rid of blind, deaf, and paralyzed. Uh, so poison. conditions and diseases. That's the yeah, actually. That's actually really dope. Yeah. Okay. Back to chemical mastery. Level fifteen. At fifteenth level, you've been exposed to so many chemicals that, <laughs> <laughs> that they pose little risk to you. See, this is back to what I was talking about. I've been breathing all these fumes, but you know what? I acclimated. This is the opposite of what happens in real life, <laughs> and you can use them to quickly. 
end certain ailments. In, real life, in real life, you get cancer and die. <laughs> if you're an artificer trainee, he's like, huff this air that I put into this bag. I know. Trust it'll me, it'll just do it. Make you better in the long run. It's like the random uh, potion. It's like, I can do no wrong. I'm, right, I'm only exactly. mixing together the best stuff. Right. So you gain resistance to acid and poison damage and are immune to being poisoned. Okay, That's cool. pretty dope. That is really cool. You can cast greater restoration and heal without expending a spell slot, without preparing the spell, and without material components, provided you use alchemist wise, which of course you will. Once you cast either spell with this feature, you can't cast the spell again, uh, or with the feature again, until you finish a long rest. So free heal or uh, greater restoration, which is cool. Some sick flavor. That, that's the uh, that's the alchemist. That um, that can't be poisoned ability mm-hmm. i when i was watching that friends of the table that i referenced earlier mm-hmm. the cobalt Ar- artificer uh that character would uh be, like so he made this poison drink and he threw the flask on the ground exploded made a cloud mm-hmm. he uh was able to like use like excrete it from his skin oh shit so he ingested it and was like fuck i'm poisoned but i can't be poisoned because i can just do this because, and i guess amazing. he like squeezed himself like a sponge i, I don't know that's pretty fun that's cool yeah it's great any questions about the uh alchemist before we move on man chunky was a really good descriptor for- oh for this entire class yeah, yeah I it's mean, a beefy class there's just a lot to it like it has uh i feel this and way- there should be because it should be a complicated class just Based on the flavor of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're doing complicated things. Indeed. Um, you're doing science on the fly. Yeah. I, I'm really, um, it kind of expands the game in a way when you that add is. a class. Like, everything changes because this applies to every single class because of the of multi-classing. Right. So, the possibilities, I'm, you know, this is my first time really getting a big yeah. chunk of what this artificer is really all about. And I'm my brain is like all over the place, like right. a fighter, and he pulls the hilt of a sword out, and all these metal pieces like kind of flip up and connect oh, yeah. to a sword, and cool. it's got like little gas things that come out of it. Yeah, uh, like oh my gosh. Well, what you're so saying cool. is also true in the aspect of the fact that a lot of the stuff the artificer does is he makes something super cool and then gives it to his fellow party member. Yeah, so he outfits his party or her party or their party in. All this stuff which affects their class and their character. So, yeah, it, it affects it in two ways, not just with multiclassing, but also, like, in-game actively. Making, like, giving two people a burning hands, like, marble or whatever. Right, exactly. And, or, like, a glove. Oh, a glove that just, like, does fire yeah. stuff. That's pretty so big deal. cool. And you give it to two people, and now you can, like, cross cone. Right. And, like, do all kinds of cool stuff. Right. Uh, very, very, like, <sighs> a lot of strategy here. All right, let's move on. So the next subclass is called the Artillerist. So an artillerist specializes in using magic to hurl energy projectiles and explosions on the battlefield. This destructive power was valued by all the armies of the last war. Now that the war is over, some members of the specialization have sought to build a more peaceful world. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, you that's blow a, shit up. We're, we're going to do an Eberron episode. Yes. So like, next, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so this is this is out of the Eberron book and it, it's going to have a lot of lore tied yeah. to it, just like all the our Warforge episode right. and all that stuff. So uh, you get a tool proficiency. So I imagine all these subclasses, you're going to get a tool proficiency. Mm-hmm. This one is with woodcarver's tools. And if you already have it, you get uh, proficiency with another artisan's tools of your choice. And then you get your special spell list for your subclass, which for this subclass, it's shield, thunder wave, scorching ray, shatter, fireball, wind wall, ice storm, wall of fire, cone of cold, wall of force. Some real classics oh, there. Yeah, I know. A lot of evocation going on here, which it should, because again, you blow shit up. Yeah. And with wood, that makes a lot of sense. Like sawdust is really explosive. It's true. That, that's true. That that's is kind of fun. So uh, the major feature, though, that you get at level three is called Eldritch Cannon. At third level, you learn how to create a magical cannon using woodcarver's tools or smith's tools. You can take an action to magically create a smaller, tiny Eldritch Cannon, basically a gun, in an unoccupied space on a horizontal surface within five feet of you. I guess it is a cannon. Then a small Eldritch Cannon occupies its space, and a tiny one can be held in the hand, so a cannon or gun. <laughs> I'm all over the place on this one. Once you create a cannon or gun, you can't do so again until you finish a long rest or until you expend a spell slot of first level or higher, blah, blah, blah. The cannon is a magical object. Regardless of its size, the cannon has an AC of 18 and a number of hit points equal to five times your artificer level. At this point, it'd be 15. It is immune to poison damage, psychic damage, and all. It's, it's an object. So, yeah, object stuff. Uh, mending spell will restore hit points on it. When you create the cannon, you determine its appearance. Um, 
On each of your turns, you could take a bonus action to cause the cannon to activate if you are within 60 feet of it. Here we go. As part of the same bonus action, you could direct the cannon to walk or climb up to 15 feet to an unoccupied space of your church. So this thing has legs and it can move. Um, and essentially, it's either a flamethrower, a force ballista, or a protector. Holy smokes. This is like a fucking Halo item. I know, right? <laughs> this is so cool. <clears throat> so the flamethrower option, the cannon excels, <clears throat> excels fire in an adjacent 15-foot cone that you designate. It does 2d8 fire damage, uh, and it's a DC a dexterity save. Uh, the force ballista makes a ranged spell attack originating from the cannon. Range of 120 feet does 2d8 force damage if the target is a creature. It is pushed up to 5 feet away, so that's pretty good, too. Lastly, the Protector Cannon. The cannon emits a burst of positive energy that grants itself and each creature of your choice within 10 feet of it uh, a number of temporary hit points equal to 1d8 plus your intelligence mod. That's really good. You're That's pumping really out good. a d8 plus your intelligence mod of temp HP every turn? Every so, bonus action? That's really good. That's pretty dope. <laughs> pretty cool. Moving on. Any questions? Um, I had the idea of like a tree like stump activating its roots to like start like right. walking around and you hollow it out with the, with the tools and it just like turns to fire. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> oh, could man. be like that or it could be like a droid or or whatever you want. This is the some of the coolest stuff that so, we that we've talked about. At level 5 you get arcane Ever. <laughs> At level 5 you get arcane firearm. At 5th level you know how to turn a wand staff or rod into an arcane firearm. A conduit for your destructive spells. When you finish a long rest, you can use woodcarver's tools to carve special sigils into a womp, blah, blah, blah. It turns into a fucking gun. Sorry. <laughs> There's just so many words, and I'm so sick, and, and I'm just, just trying to get through this episode. And it basically just says gun, but this <laughs> just, is fantasy, so you can't just say gun. gun. Um, you can use Arcane Firearm as a spellcasting fo focus for your artifice of spells. When you cast an artifice spell through your firearm, roll a d8, and you get a bonus to one of the spell's damage rolls equal to that number. So it's an extra d8 of damage. That was a lot of words to say it's a gun that does d8 extra damage for all your spells. Welcome to guns. <sighs> Welcome to guns. Don't forget about the DMG rules <laughs> for guns. Next feature. <laughs> it's called Explosive Cannon. Uh-huh. Level 9. Starting at the ninth level, every Eldritch Cannon you create is now more destructive. A cannon's damage rolls all increase by 1d8. This is a fucking cool class. As Sorry. As oh, an action, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, bro. As an action, you could command the cannon to detonate if, so it could self-destruct. <laughs> Doing so destroys cannon forces each creature within 20 feet of it to make dexterity saving throw against your spell. I can't... Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt this feature again. I'm just imagining a party of all artificers just... Rolling into a dungeon and blowing everything up. No, you need a barbarian in there oh, to yeah. like rip yeah. the, rip stuff off the wall for That's them and true. like do all kinds of stuff. You need yeah. you need the muscle there too. Back to the feature. The explosion will make all the creatures make a deck save. Uh, it's three three d eight force damage on a failed save, half as much on a successful one. Um, finally, you get a feature called fortified position, level fifteen. Uh, you're a master at forming well defended emplacements using eldritch cannon. You and your allies have half cover while within 10 feet of the cannon you create with Eldritch Cannon as a result of a shimmering field of magical project protection that the cannon emits. And you can now have two cannons at the same time. <laughs> More. <laughs> you can create two with the same action, but not the same spell slot. And you can activate both of them with the same bonus action. Oof. That's really good. You're you're talking. This is real power. You're talking. Yeah, about. absolutely. You determine whether the cannons are identical to each other or different. You can't create a third cannon while you have two. Really, really cool role playing yeah. opportunity where you like roll up your sleeves and flex, and you're like, <laughs> "Oh no, sorry, not these guns. <laughs> boop, boop, these guns. <laughs> I like that. That's or they cool. look like your arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, you just stand between them, like yeah, with your arms, with your own arms tapped you. behind your back. I you like look that. like SpongeBob That's from the fun. episode where he puts the fucking fake rubber yes, arms on. I love that episode. <laughs> <laughs> nice reference, bro. Yes. Moving on, the final subclass, Battlesmith. <laughs> yes. Okay. This Armies. reminds me immediately of what's that cleric that the fi the forge cleric? Yes. Yeah. Armies require protection, and someone has to put things back together if defenses fail. A combination of protector and medic. A battlesmith is an expert at defending others and repairing both material and personnel. To aid in their work, battlesmiths are usually accompanied by a steel defender, a protective companion of their own creation. Many soldiers tell stories of nearly dying before being saved by a battlesmith and a steel defender. Nice. So let's get into this. Yes. Tool proficiency. You're going to get smith's tools. Uh, battlesmith spells. You're going to get heroism, shield, branding, smite, warding, bond, aura, vitality. Conjure barrage. 
Aura of Purity, Fire Shield, Vanishing Smite, and Mass Cure Wounds. Level 3, or the thir- the last level 3 feature. No, not even the last one. There's two more. Battle Ready is the next one, though. When you reach third level, your combat training and your experiments with magic have paid off in two ways. You gain proficiency in martial weapons. So this is an artificer who can swing a fucking sword. Yeah, well, you're out on the battlefield. Yeah. You're going to need to. And when you attack with a magic weapon, you can use your intelligence modifier instead of your strength or dexterity mod for the attack and damage rolls. That is very fourth edition, and I like it. This is your <laughs> this is your town blacksmith that got really sick of making yes. fucking like forks for people. Exactly. <laughs> He's it's like, exactly nah, nah. I'm the king be, is calling. I'm yeah, out. Exactly. I'm gonna go fucking. I'm gonna slay. go do my duty. I'm gonna go heal a okay. guy. So here's a big one. Steel Defender, level three. By third level, your tinkering has borne you a faithful companion, a Steel Defender. It is friendly to you and your companions, and it obeys your commands. See this creature's game statistics and Steel Defender stat, which is right over here, which we're going to talk about. Is this uh, a fucking Beastmaster? It's a Beastmaster. Yes. Oh, I was about I... to exactly say that. There are some like things to it, like you use Mending Spell to heal it instead of like healing spells, because it's... It's a robot, but it operates pretty much identical to the Ranger's Beast. God, Eberron sounds terrifying. I know it's it like, does. It's like the best. It's the best, but it's also like <laughs> shit. There are fucking people walking around in Goliaths. I know, right? Like, so you got to be able to ride this thing, right? Real quick, we're gonna go over the Steel Defender armor class fifteen. Hit points equal to the Steel Defender's Constitution modifier plus your Intelligence modifier plus five times your level in this class. Nice. I'm not doing the math on that, but it's, uh, a lot. it's got some HP. Yeah. Strength of 14, Constitution of 14, Dex 12, Wisdom 10, Charisma and Intelligence, who cares? Um, it's got a Dex save of plus 3, a Con save of plus 4. It's immune to poison. It can't be charmed, exhausted, or poisoned. Um, it has dark vision and understands the languages that you speak. It has a feature called Might of the Master. The following numbers increase by one when your proficiency bonus increases by one. The defender's skill and saving bonuses... Uh, the bonus is to hit and damage of its rend attack, and the number of hit points restored by its repair action. So it gets stronger as you do, which is what the Beastmaster for the Ranger really, truly lacks. Because and your your worked. animal companion is just a, it's a, just a jaguar or yeah. a bear. Yeah. And guess what? Like, Rangers are half-casters. There's supposed to be some—sorry, I'm going on a rant here. There's some sort of mystical bond between a Ranger and its beast. Mm-hmm. The beast should also level up like an adventurer should. Because guess what? That beast is adventuring. That beast is adventuring. I like. Uh, I don't like the idea of traditional leveling up a beast. Yeah. I like the kind of the idea of like unique abilities that the beast will get as you level. Like. Yeah. Exactly. Like that, it should that get seems that. good. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it gets a force empowered rend and a repairer ability, and as a reaction, it can deflect an attack that defender imposes disadvantage on. The attack roll of one creature, it can see that is within five feet of it, provided the attack roll is against a creature other than the defender. So it's a little tank for you. It takes well, yeah. it for you. That's what it's supposed to do. Can you ride it? There's... It's supposed to be like the size of a dog, like a, oh, like a okay. hound or a wolf. So no, not necessarily. Maybe later. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, I, man, I want to just like get in a robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, D&D, why wouldn't you let me get in a robot? Um, <laughs> level five, extra attack. Okay, that one's pretty nice. simple. Level 19. That can't be right. That's to be level nine. Hold on. I wrote level 19. No, it's ninth level. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, that doesn't make sense. So no. Arca- <laughs> arcane jolt at level nine. You learn new ways to channel arcane energy to harm or heal. When you either when either you hit a target with a magic weapon attack or your still defender hits a target, you can channel magic energy through the strike to create one of the following effects. The target takes an extra 2d6 force damage. Or choose one creature or object you can see within 30 feet of the target, and healing energy flows into the chosen recipient, restoring 2d6 hit points. That's pretty interesting. That's an interesting one. So you could do more damage with your weapon, or you can, like, swing your sword or hammer or whatever, and then heal your friend over there. Cool. So, I mean, again, you're, the idea is, like, you're this frontline healer. Kind of warlordish in a way. Yeah, I mean, like, the cleric can is has plenty of frontline healing stuff. Yeah, that's true. Cleric does it, too. Yeah. Um, you can use this energy a number of times equal to your intelligence modifier, but you can do so no more than once a turn. One last feature. <clears throat> at level 15, you get improved defenses. Your Arcane Jolt and Steel Defender become more powerful. That's it. Oh, there it is. The extra okay. damage and healing of your Arcane Jolt increases to 46, which is pretty good. Your Steel Defender gains a plus two to armor class. That's pretty good. Whenever your still defender uses its deflect attack, your attacker, the attacker takes force damage equal to 1d4 plus your intelligence mod. Nice. Pretty good. I would say maybe a little less overwhelming than the other two subclasses, but it's fun. I was just thinking that, and then I was like, and then I also thought like, no, I made another guy. 
Yeah, you did make another guy. <laughs> so, so you're splitting a lot of like a lot I of would, heat that would come toward you towards this other figure here. Yeah. So maybe you're not, healing a lot. Yeah, like this actually seems still really good. Less, it seems solid. For less sure. flashy, I yeah. think. Even though like the concept of it is like, I don't know. It's just a little more narrow. Yeah. I I, I still love it. Like if you, I think this one is worth kind of like yeah, really exploring the definitely possibilities. Definitely be interested in seeing this one in action. Um, either way, it's a solid class. Any questions about any of the Artificer stuff before we finally dive into the Artificer Infusions, which is like their versions of Invocations, if you will. Those are, let's get into that. Let's okay. just jump right into that. We're not going to go over all of them. Okay. I'm going to go over generally what they are, and then we're going to pick a few and talk about them. Yeah, and yeah. We'll go from there. So Artificer Infusions. Artificers have invented numerous magical infusions, extro- infusions, extraordinary processes that rapidly create magic items. To many artificers, to many artificers seem like wonder workers accomplishing in hours what others need weeks to complete. The description of each of the following infusions details the type of item that can receive it, along with whether the resulting magic item requires attunement. There's a list of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... Looks like 10. 10 infusions. That was really good counting. Yeah. Actually, it has to be more than 10. Thank you. (laughs) It has to be more than 10. I might be missing a page here because I know you can have up to 12. Well, let's just touch on some of the ones that you have written down. Yeah, indeed. So, Uh, is it this page over here? Oh, no, no, it's not. Never mind. So, some of them are pretty basic, like self explanatory ones, like enhanced weapon, enhanced defense, or enhanced arcane focus. It gives whatever the item is whether it be a weapon, More. A, piece, a piece of armor, or an arcane focus, a plus one to whatever it is they do. Okay. So pretty basic there. That's cool. But then you can get ones that are like are specific, like boots of winding, uh, boots of the winding path. While wearing these boots, a creature can teleport up to 15 feet as a bonus action to an unoccupied oh, space. Oh, cool. This creature must have, an, uh, occupied, must have occupied the space at some point during the current turn. What's Misty Step? 30 Wait, feet? The creature must have occupied. So this sounds like, okay, so this is actually a little bit more limiting. This is a pair of boots. That make it so that you could be standing somewhere, run up to an enemy, hit, hit them, them, and then teleport, and then back. teleport back. Right. But because right. it's only to where you've walked. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's that's really cool. Yeah. It's really solid. It's dope. What does that look like? It's some boots with like a spur on it and you spin the spur and you go back in time. Sure. Just yeah, you. I like that. That's really <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, you can create a, humuncu- a humunculus servant, oh, which has a cool. stat block. Yes. I'm not going to go over it, but that's a thing you can do. Create you, dude. Indeed. Uh, you can create a radiant weapon, repeating shot, which is um, this magic weapon grants plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. If you load no ammunition in the weapon, it produces its own. So you never have to reload your gun. What? It just keeps firing. Um, <laughs> There's an infinite ammo hack in d Exactly. You just uh, have to multi-class Returning weapons. So like a thrown weapon that will return to you. Repulsion shield. Oh, that sounds like something I could have used in the last Super Quest Saga episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're just speaking I mean, to did, all the F-bats I've recorded where I right. could have been doing yeah. even cooler stuff. So you get really dope shit. Yeah. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> do you like magic items? <laughs> this is the class for you. Do you wish you could make them at home? <laughs> this is the class for you. This is the class for you. Um, with that being said, are you got any questions? Uh, which one of these would you pick? <sighs> Artillerist. The Artillerist? Uh, if I'm going to blow shit up, I'm going to blow shit up. We uh, were creating characters at the end of these episodes. Oh, not today. We're not. No, this is like so much content. <laughs> yeah. I think we're already we're already kind of capping out where we like to end the episode. Indeed, so. and I'm overdue for my Dayquil dose. <laughs> I think we should one day build. Oh yeah, no, I'm super down to. It's not because I don't want to. <laughs> Maybe we should find a way to character build like once a month or something like oh, that. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out because yeah. people really like our character builds. And I um, like our character builds. I they yeah. always they, they're fun they to me. yeah they're they're always really funny. So we'll talk. Me and you will talk about this in yeah, a, uh, we'll in between out. episodes or something. But well, for now, with that being said, we'll eventually make an the next one. The next character we make will be, be an, an artificer. artificer. Indeed, not today. And with that being said, let's get ready for a long rest. And before we go. I just want to urge you guys to check out our merch store. We have a we have a Dungeon Cast store where you can buy Dungeon Cast t-shirts or mugs or I think maybe even jackets. I'm not sure I got to look into that. Or Super Quest Saga mugs or Super Quest Saga t-shirts. Yeah, we and, know it's uh, the holidays. Yeah. So if uh, if it's too late for you to get one of these as a gift, um, we know it's the holidays. Like, like, thank you guys so much for lots of people co- have come to buy shirts and 
it's been overwhelmingly positive. Indeed. So yeah, I would, I would definitely, there's, if you're on YouTube, there should be like the little store right below us. There should be. Yeah. Otherwise there's a link in the show notes for mm-hmm. our merch store. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially the super quest saga stuff. Really, really cool stuff in there. With that being said, let's call it a game. Let's call it a game. All right. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one. Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? Ho, 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 ho. Your search is at an <laughs> end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at BufferingCast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.